the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again i appreciate you asking me back so you said you were going to pinch yourself i didn't know it was that kind of show now i mean if you guys are in the privacy of your own home if you want to do these things good how you doing chad hey johnny cool man what's going on we're ready to go or what uh, hey man what's up guys this is homicide oh that's my homie homicide with a big homie club yeah that would be it hey this is david penzer and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, me, Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that, and every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now... They bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of When I first signed with WWE, NXT didn't really exist. It was Florida Championship Wrestling. What an awesome way to kick off FCW this week with Corey Graves. And it wasn't until quite some time into my journey that FCW evolved into NXT. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the exciting new beginning of NXT. This is finally when the WWE dream started to feel real. It's over! Yes! Adrian Neville and Corey Graves, the new NXT Tag Team Champions. When you think about the first class of NXT, you're literally naming a who's who on SmackDown Live and Monday Night Raw right now. I was in that same class with these guys. These were my contemporaries and my peers, and we weren't going to let NXT fail. For everybody at NXT, stay tuned. A long time ago, my father told me, if you ever want to succeed at anything, you gotta fail first. And if you're lucky, you get to break through. And once you break through, you never have to look back. Back to NXT being about opportunity, I've maximized my opportunity, and I've taken it to Monday Night Raw, and I continue to hopefully take it beyond. And it's only fair to pay it forward and let somebody else have the opportunity to grow. NXT Universe, I want you to look around to realize what we have started. It's like sending your kid off to college or watching your daughter get married. It's good, but I'm stepping away from this thing that I've put my heart and soul into, so I'm gonna miss NXT. And personally, it's one of my greatest accomplishments was being part of this incredible machine that changed the game. Let's get it rolling right here, right now. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you today and powered by our friends over at BlueChew and BlueChew.com. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner here on the two-man power trip, the one and only JP, John Paz. And John, today on the show, we are going right to ringside of WWE. We are joined by WWE's color commentator extraordinaire, Corey Graves, joining us today for a uh, fantastic, and I got to say, quite revealing chat here with Corey Graves on our airwaves, a guy who I definitely didn't anticipate uh, really interviewing on the show while with the WWE, but man, did he deliver 
on this show. This is a great look into what Corey Graves has to bring to the table of the WWE product, but it's also a great look into what Corey Graves is doing kind of outside the WWE. And if you only think of him as the guy who's calling the uh, the matches and the moves and telling you some of the ins and outs of the superstars, you're about to learn a little bit of a different story here with Corey Graves. So, John, as I uh, kind of welcome you in here now, I think both of us were pleasantly surprised by Corey Graves uh, and how he was on this show from top to bottom. He was very open. He uh, didn't hold back a goddamn thing and uh, selling some pretty schnazzy looking t-shirts too. So I think it was a perfect storm and Corey Graves really ended up being a perfect guest. Absolutely. He was uh, awesome. He was uh, so honest, so forthright, uh, so forthcoming. He was just a, a great, great guest and you know, a lot of people right now kind of call him the, the voice of the WWE because not only is he on Raw, but he's on SmackDown, he's on all the pay-per-views. He never comes off the air. You know, Michael Cole switches out with Tom Phillips. Renee Young pitches, uh, me, switches out with Byron Sexton and so on and so forth. So Corey Graves is all over the WWE airwaves, and now he's all over TMPT's airwaves as well, which is pretty damn cool considering we know him from all the way back in the day. Formerly, of course, Sterling James Keenan. Talk about that a little bit as well. And you mentioned him you know, looking good and always looking good. Of course, that, that would be because of Fatal Clothing. Yes, go to FatalClothing.com. Quality clothing and accessories for people who like to step away from the norms of society. Great stuff and really, really great stuff is the Stay Down Collection, which is the Corey Graves exclusive collection. So that is the Stay Down Collection, a part of FatalClothing.com. And they have some great stuff, whether it's men's, women's, kids, hats, beanies, socks, sticker bags, belts, obviously T-shirts, whatever you want, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, whatever you want. They've got it at FatalClothing.com. Great, great stuff. And, Chad, you know what's interesting? I want to know your take on this. He had a great kind of take on it and that would be where they're going with Bishop and Heyman and what he thinks about current wrestling. What do you think about current wrestling? Because he had a pretty strong opinion about WB right now, but what do you think about it? I mean, my opinions are kind of uh, in the middle, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't really, uh, you know, I'm not thrilled with some of the things that go on, but I guess I'm optimistic as to the future. Uh, it looks like the, the brass, the uh, the new kind of executive directors that they've brought in to uh, kind of not mop things up, but really hand, lend a helping hand where needed are going to change, uh, if not immediately, at least in the immediate future. But getting a take of somebody like a Corey Graves, who's uh, really in the trenches in there on a week to week basis, uh, really kind of helps you move your thoughts along. And I guess there really is a change uh, brewing in the air. And it's obviously two guys who are very seasoned in Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, you know, and we've talked about that privately at length. And we've talked about it on the triple threat podcast with Shane Douglas. And it really, if I guess if you're on the tip of the tongue of everybody who watches wrestling, you're doing something right. And uh, talking to Corey Graves about this. Yeah. It kind of helped me move my thinking along a little bit. And I think uh, the eyeballs are going to be on both uh, sides of the coin. I think that Monday night raw with Paul Heyman's going to have a kind of a can't miss uh, feel to it because of Paul Heyman's booking style. But then I think uh, SmackDown is going to be very polished going into a, a network like Fox because Eric Bischoff obviously has been doing it very, very, very prominently on a uh, national level like that for a very long time. So I don't know. I guess like uh, the Corey Graves interview really helped me kind of open my eyes. But, you know, in terms of the overall wrestling product, I guess I'm just still a little too old school. To kind of adapt, but uh, you know, I don't know. Am I uh, am I kind of off base by saying that? I mean, I think that's kind of. Uh, I think Corey Graves really helped me here today. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely true. And you think just how stale kind of WB got, and you know, he made a lot of good points about it. Maybe he got a little stagnant, maybe he got a little stale, but with this kind of new regime coming in, maybe it's time for a change, and maybe things will be changing, and maybe you know the excitement will be back in wrestling and back on raw and back on SmackDown. I mean, the storylines need to improve. Obviously creative needs to improve. And with Bischoff and with Heyman, I definitely think that is a step in the right direction. Cause if you think about wrestling, when it's at its best, it's got a buzz to it. There's a certain you know flavor to it. There's certain excitement to it. The fans just are so into it. It's just, you know, you can't even almost describe 
how into it the crowd is. It's just, you know, it's, you feel it through the TV, basically. It's just amazing stuff when it's done right, when it's creative, when it's fun, when, you know, you can really, really enjoy it. And right now, like, you know, Corey Graves kind of alludes to maybe it got a little stale and maybe, you know, there was no competition going on. And maybe now that there is, maybe you're starting to see a new side of WB. And I thought it was really interesting that we talked about the Seth Rollins stuff, because obviously a lot of people on Twitter and social media, they can be quite negative and maybe negative too much of the time and never positive. So when Seth Rollins comes out and says, you know, maybe WB is this and that, but it's my home and uh, it's the home of the best wrestlers in the business and I'm the best wrestler in the world and different things like that. It t- tends to have a, you know, uh, a lasting effect on a lot of different people on us, you know, more than some of the old school fans, uh, even guys like Corey Graves. And I love to get his opinion on it because he's thinking, wow, you know, he's right. And, you know, we're in the trenches every day and we're doing this, you know, 24 seven. It's just crazy. The amount of time, energy, and really, you know, their life is put into WWE 24 seven. So, I just love getting Corey's opinion on it and what he had to say about Seth Rollins. And, you know, he, it's it's kind of right in a way. Think about it. If Seth Rollins is the guy and their guy, Corey Graves is going to back that to the max. And he's really going to, you know, get behind what he was saying, despite so many negative people and so many negative tweets and you know messages and stuff there out on social media. Yeah, and it kind of was in line with what I wanted to bring up next to you is that he's known Seth Rollins for so long, so it's a kinship that he's got with him being, yeah, he's the champ of his brand, and, you know, he's really the, well, now he's not as we're recording this. He just lost the title uh, last night, but he's the face of it. He's the number one good guy, so obviously he's the guy who's going to be in the PR. He's going to be all over the place. But the cool thing was that Corey was able to talk about the guys that he's known for so long and all kind of look, you know, you look around the locker room and it's all your friends that you had that you came up through the ranks with. And as much as we want to talk about guys from NXT and, you know, oh, they're in the WWE bubble and they're this and that. Well, we know that Corey Graves, a.k.a. Sterling James Keenan, came through the independence. And we saw this guy, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, in his younger, younger wrestling days, you know, obviously well before he had to retire because of his issues. But, you know, we also saw the young Tyler Black. We saw the old Claudio Castagnoli. We saw Cassius Ono as Chris Hero. We saw all these guys that are now under that WWE umbrella that for somebody like Corey Graves, who's calling the action, is he really the best guy? Because he knows everybody. He can see some of their flaws. He can bring out some of their best aspects. And I thought that was really cool that he felt the same way that, um, you know, you look around that locker room and there's a lot of uh, faces that you've gotten to know throughout your whole entire tenure in the business. And it was a great point, too, because when you constantly seeing all this negativity from guys that are just, you know, probably if you look at it, oh, he's got seven followers on Twitter and he's saying Seth Rollins is, uh, is a scrub or, you know, whatever. It's just like one after another after another it's just like i guess you get to a breaking point and you see this negativity all day long when you're on the road busting your ass when you're making it from town to town traveling 24 hours a day sometimes getting from one place to another and going from california to you know oregon or you know whatever the the example is or going from texas to new york you know whatever you're traveling so much you're doing this and you're doing that you're working so hard to be the best of your craft and you're trying to make WB as good as you can make it, and then all of a sudden you read all these negative tweets from a lot of idiots out there on social media and on Twitter. They're just saying the most ridiculous stuff. So, you know, you get it to a breaking point, and Seth Rollins really did get to that breaking point. And it is funny because Corey Graves mentions it a couple times in the interview just the amount of negative tweets that he gets and, him, and you know, people saying that he stinks and he's terrible and he's this and he's that. Yet, Vince and Triple H and, you know, the guys in WB, Kevin Dunn, obviously, they love him so much. He's on Raw, SmackDown, and all the pay-per-views. Hey, people can say what they want. You still get that paycheck every two weeks. That's the only thing that really matters. <laughs> and, you know, he's a guy who says what he wants all the time. He's always causing a social media brouhaha. And you never know what he said on this show could end up causing a little bit of a stir, like some things, you know, normally do coming out of here. Because he got very comfortable with us, and it was a great interview. So I think that there'll be some takeaways from it for sure. Uh, and if anything, it's a guy who really, uh, he's very passionate about professional wrestling. 
He's very passionate about WWE, but you know what? He's also passionate about the clothing line that he's got going on with Fatal right now. So, you know, it's the Stay Down Collection. It's very cool. Uh, A lot of great images, a lot of very uh, Corey Graves-like images on some of these t-shirts. If you like wrestling t-shirts, you can see some of the wrestlers that are modeling them. I don't really care for wrestling shirts nowadays. They've kind of uh, maybe passed us by, John. I don't know. I think that's a bygone era for us. But this is the kind of shirt I could see myself wearing personally. Uh, but, you know, Corey Graves doing a, a hell of a job. So before we wrap it up and before we get over there, one more takeaway, John, from this interview. What is another uh, kind of like a key to the game that we have to look for? I just love how we kind of get into his transition from the wrestling ring to the announce booth and how that all went down. Obviously, you know, the, the story's been out there, the concussions, you know, they, they pull him off the, the road. He's not wrestling anymore, but triple H offers him a, an announcer contract. And I love going into the details of, of how that kind of came to be. And he was really hanging out with Michael Cole, having a drink or two. And he was saying, you know, Hey, you know, my career's kind of coming to an end and this is sad. You know, I don't, don't know what I'm doing with the rest of my life. And, all of a sudden, they start talking about how he was in the radio in Pittsburgh and blah, blah. Michael Cole was like, you know what? I think we can give you a chance and, and really see what you got as far as an announcer. And the rest is history. They loved him down in NXT. He did a great job as a color guy and kind of as that quote-unquote heel, quote-unquote bad guy announcer. And, you know, in, in the vein of a Jesse the Body Mentor, in the vein of a Bobby the Brain Heenan, that type of announcer, maybe even Jerry the King Lawler-esque uh, to, a, to a degree. So I feel like he really kind of proved himself down there. And obviously Vince and Kevin Dunn like what they heard and they brought him up to the main roster and they put him on Raw. And then all of a sudden JBL is gone. So then they put him on SmackDown and he was only supposed to be there for a little bit of time. And all of a sudden, boom, he is there for eight along a period of time as he is still there. So like I mentioned a few times, he's on Raw. He's on SmackDown. He's on all the pay-per-views. Must be doing something right because they absolutely love him. And he's kind of become the voice of the WWE. Not even so much Michael Cole because Michael Cole isn't on all the shows and you know isn't on all the segments and different things like that so you know Corey graves really has become somewhat of the voice of the WWE right now <laughs> and thank god for that last thing that you said that's just a personal little uh, thing i'll throw in there <laughs> before we get it on over to this interview it was a great one with Corey graves again very revealing and uh definitely you know an opinion changer from my perspective uh just overall with the whole Corey graves presentation uh just all the best of luck to him and uh, obviously we'd love to have him on down the road again and see uh, maybe check in see how things are going with that product and if he feels things have changed so hey you never know who's going to be on the other end of the line here on the two-man power trip of wrestling so john with all that being said i guess it's time to strap in here for this one folks this is going to be a good one let's hit you with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business and get it on over to the WWE commentator extraordinaire, Corey Graves. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also, while on iTunes, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes featuring the living legend Bruno Sammartino, the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, Ray Mysterio Jr., Glenn Kane Jacobs, the phenomenal AJ Styles, lead WWE attorney Jerry McDivitt, and so many others. Also, while you're on the internet, check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. They are your superstore for all your wrestling t-shirt needs. Check out our page. Check out Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Kevin Thorne, Magnum TA, and so many others. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. And for all you Android users, please hit us up on Google Play or Player FM. And all you iOS users, please check us out on TuneIn Radio, Automatic, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. And now, without any further ado, a former FCW and NXT World Tag Team Champion. You may know him as Sterling James Keenan, but right now he's a WWE commentator for Raw. 
SmackDown and all the pay-per-views. He is the savior of misbehavior, Corey Graves. Please enjoy. Joining us on the line tonight is a man known as the savior of misbehavior. He is formerly Sterling James Keenan out in the wrestling world, but you know him now as a commentator for WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown. He's a former FCW and NXT Tag Team Champion. He is the one and only Corey Graves. Corey, thanks for joining the two-man power trip. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that wonderful intro. I sometimes forget what I've accomplished in my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you got to do is spend five yeah, minutes around us, and we'll remind you. That's yeah, good, man. I, I get so wrapped up in the bubble. I go, oh, yeah, I have done some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we remember you from back in the uh, the Sterling James Keenan days, but we'll talk about <laughs> what we got in front mm-hmm. of us today, and that is this awesome FatalClothing.com Fatal Clothing, the launching of this new uh, clothing brand. Uh, we're kind of very curious to hear all about it. So please tell us all about this Fatal Clothing and what it has to offer. Um, it's been really, really cool. It's kind of a happy accident. Um, I got hooked up, I think, somewhere through social media. It's actually been a while, a couple of years I've been dealing with Fatal. Um, I've been a fan of their, their clothing. They were an established company before I, you know, before I ever came along. And um, I think they sent me some stuff, and, and I was wearing it nonstop, and I loved it, and I, I started taking pictures, and, and I would just be doing day-to-day things and not even really paying attention, and uh, they'd, they'd notice it on Instagram or whatever, and it, it was a, one of those rare cases. We get sent a ton of stuff, free stuff. You know, being in WWE, they send you, you know, any sort of product you possibly want. Everyone wants you to promote it because we have a pretty strong social media presence, and this is something that I actually genuinely wore, and it, I enjoyed, and I liked the designs. It was kind of into like a kind of a you know rock and roll vibe and, and it just kind of you know what i'm into being tattooed and that whole culture and um so it's just something i always found myself wearing and every few months you know they'd send me a box of their new designs and uh, i started going back and forth to some of the guys there at fatal and they said hey would you be interested in you know kind of coming up with an, your own line with us and i it, it was a longer process than i expected but it was uh kind of a natural fit i mean it's me genuinely being a fan of what they do and and me wearing their stuff and kind of it was a mutually beneficial relationship and um so they started drawing up designs and and i get to approve everything that goes in the stay down line and it was something i i kind of wanted to do independently of wwe um in that wwe has an incredible merchandise department and their designs but if you're not a wwe fan you don't really have much interest in what their merch is if you don't know what the Seth Rollins shirt means, you're probably not going to buy it. I like something that's just cool, whether you're a wrestling fan, whether you're a rock and roll fan, whether you're, you know, browsing online and you go, oh, that's a really cool T-shirt. Uh, it's something that everybody kind of wants, wants to be into and wants to check out. So uh, it, it was a kind of a, like I said, a happy accident. I went out and visited a Fatal Headquarters in L.A. Probably, I think it was, uh, what pay-per-view did we do out there last year? Survivor Series or SummerSlam last year? And I, I had a day off and took a trip up there and got the ball rolling. And uh, we finally rolled out a few months ago. So I am very, uh, very excited. It keeps growing. It seems to be getting a pretty cool following. I get a lot of uh, tags on Instagram and Twitter. People actually, you know, wearing this stuff, which is still kind of surreal to me because I've never been a, a, a superstar to where I, you know, I have my own merchandise. 
or I'm used to seeing other people wear anything that I, you know, has anything to do with me. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. But also the, the appeal to me is that it doesn't necessarily have to do with me or, you know, Corey Graves or WWE. It's just not the guy behind it. It's just kind of my passion that I, you know, we have to put out to the world. Yeah, and if you look at the T-shirts that you you know that are part of your brand, you wouldn't know that it's linked to anybody in wrestling if you didn't know what your style already was. And you look at the one with the skull and the microphone, and then all right, we know that's Corey Graves. But looking at some of the other designs, it does have a really cool vibe. And when I look at you know some quote unquote you know generic wrestling shirts, this don't this does not have any bit of a tie to wrestling. This is a really cool shirt that you could wear you know, out and about wherever now. And and I think this style of shirt is a little more acceptable now, especially with, you know, a lot of people do have the tattoos and this look that, you know, your shirts kind of cater to. So is that one of the best things about it is that, you know, finally it's almost like a perfect garment for you. And now you get to kind of share this with everybody. It absolutely is. Like, I'm actually wearing a fatal t-shirt right now and it's not because of any, any plan or idea. It's because that's basically all I have in my drawers right now. <laughs> and I pack my bags for the road, and I just grab whatever the top three are on top of my uh, on top of my my drawer and take it with me. Um, it, it is. It's not like I'm. I don't feel like I'm pushing something that I'm not into, or or I'm selling anything out. This is this is genuinely what I'm into. And if I can, you know, open some people's eyes to it, and they say, "Hey, that's pretty cool." If you're generally, if you know, if you're into tattoos and kind of the the culture sort of thing that I'm into, it, it appeals to a lot of those people. And some people may hate it, and that's their prerogative. Um, it's nothing too crazy or controversial or out there. It's just, it's what I'm into. And, and like I said, I've been wearing Fatal for a couple of years now, and they were gracious enough to, to offer me to have a little bit of creativity within their brand. And uh, they've got an incredible team. It's been, it's been so great working with them and their designers. And uh, every few weeks, it seems, they'll send me a, a page full of potential designs, and I get to go, I like this one, that one sucks, I like that one. And then next thing you know, I get Box. Generally speaking, I find out about it online before I actually ever see anything. <laughs> I'll get I, I'll get tagged in something. I go, oh sweet, I must have these shirts out. And then you know I'll get a box sent to my door. But uh, no, I've been passing them out to my friends at WWE, and it's it's still it's cool. You know, a lot of guys have been really supportive and wearing them, and and uh, you know everyone's trying trying their best to kind of kind of make it grow and and turn it into something cool. And it's just it's just fun for me because it's something to be creative that is not wrestling for once in my life my, my life is so inundated with wwe and i love it and i'm so in the bubble all the time but to be able to step back and go oh hey like i actually have other interests beyond what happens on tv and the wrestling business it's it's just sort of refreshing for me and it's it's minimal effort like i said the guys at fatal have been so awesome to me and it's so accommodating and anything that i need or any ideas i have they're like yeah bam we'll make that happen and i'm, I'm really looking forward to uh to growing and i actually had a conversation uh with with some of the girls at wwe and I said, hey, what are, you, what are you into right now as far as designs and clothing? And they said, oh, anything, crop top hoodies and, and just the designs. And I sent an email, and the next thing I know, I had a, a mock-up of, of the new crop top hoodies, and I got a box shipped to, to me, and, and I passed them out to, you know, most of the girls on Raw and SmackDown. So, um, and, and everyone's crazy about it. And, again, it doesn't look like wrestling stuff because it's not. It, it, it is in, if, you're a, if you're, for some reason, if you're one of the 11 Corey Graves fans on Earth, it's a Corey Graves shirt. <laughs> but hopefully to the rest of the world, they go, oh, these are just kind of cool designs, and, and we're going to check it out. Yeah, and we'll get into it in a minute, obviously, you know, how much you really have, like, penetrated the current wrestling uh, lexicon and how you really have become, you know, the this generation's, you know, uh, quote, bad guy uh, commentator. But looking at the actual Fatal Collection and seeing, you know, you do have the ability to tap into some of your friends here and have them model some of the shirts on the website. So you do get to see that, you know, you can get see a guy like Cesaro wearing one of these cool Fatal shirts. And guess what? Cesaro makes it look just as cool as it would if it was on somebody like you or somebody like, you know, just a regular average Joe that picks this shirt up. So you uh, you tapped into your friends pretty well. That's, you know, and that's what it is. It wasn't even one of those things where I'm going, oh, hey, I'm trying to use this hype machine. I, it's, my, it's my best friend's priority. You know, anyone that wants one, if I have them, of course, I'm going to pass them out. But, I mean, I've been friends with Cesaro for, we were talking about it the other day, like 15, 15 years plus, perhaps. And and Rollins and these guys that I've known forever. And uh, it's it's just cool to be like, hey, here here's my, my thing that I'm working on. And, of course, you know, every, they're all happy to support it. Because all the guys have, have their hands in other different you know, different projects. And it's really cool to just have, have the boys and, and girls that are, you know, closer than most families. Now, uh, everyone kind of unifies behind it and goes, Hey, let's, let's get this out to the world. And whether it just be 
tagging me on Instagram and I can say, hey, check this out. Here's this guy that's way cooler than me wearing my stuff that I designed and everybody wins. So uh, it, it's pretty cool, man. And like I said, it's very exciting and it's, uh, it's awesome for me to be able to have my hands in something new and different. And I'm super stoked that I just found out this past week that in August, uh, some of the newest designs, I believe there's three new designs are actually going to be available in Hot Topic stores, which is kind oh, wow. of surreal yeah. to me. Very cool. Um, yeah, the, I, I just found that out. Actually, when I got the, the email about doing this, this interview with you guys, uh, it, it was dual purpose. It was, hey, do you want to talk to these guys also, by the way? And uh, because it, it, that's just how Fatal handles their business. They just do the work and they kind of fill me in along the way. And it's awesome. So uh, if you're anything like me, who is completely averse to uh, online shopping, because I know it's 2019, but I still suck at it. And I like to see what I'm buying before I buy it. <laughs> And uh, so you can go into, hopefully, your local Hot Topic. I think it should be the second or third week. I don't know what designs are available yet uh, or what stores they're going to be in, but it's kind of a, a cool test run. And um, it, it's kind of nuts to me to be able to go into a mall and see something that I helped create. Very, very cool. And I feel like you've been uh, having your name out there a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks, with this new, quote-unquote, change in direction with Raw and with SmackDown, with Bischoff and with Heyman, I feel like when you said that holy shit comment with Lashley and Strowman, I feel like that caught a lot of headlines. Is that a kind of a, a new direction? Are you you know, you know kind of enjoying where that may kind of lead to? Well, I mean, hopefully, because I probably use more four-letter words in any given day than most people walking the earth, and it's actually hard to <laughs> go three to, you know, three to six hours on TV or WWE Network and not get caught swearing. Um but I think I think everybody's pretty excited. There's obviously you know some well publicized changes within the company, um, and, and honestly, I don't know much more than than anyone that reads the internet knows. Uh, I, I kind of get the news about the same time as everybody else does. There's a shocker for you. Everyone thinks I'm in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I like people get mad about storylines and things and send me mean tweets, and I go like, oh, I didn't write it, man. I just found out and saw it when you did. Um, but. There's definitely a little bit of an internal buzz, and obviously there are external sources that everybody's talking about, and it's kind of, it's it's in a weird way, it's kind of reinvigorated. Definitely the locker room, um, and hopefully that's you know the starting of something cool that's going to permeate throughout the entire company. But I know the boys and girls that, that bust their ass every night all around the world that they're they're fired up now, um, and, and it's it's exciting to see. And it's it's, the, it's obviously a small change, and it's it's going to take time, and it's going to take a lot of effort. But um, hopefully, yes. In a short answer, yes, I think it is the change of something. Um, I like again, I don't have any sort of cool scoops to give you or any ideas as to what those changes will be. But I know that um, we've got the, the biggest collection of talent that we've ever had, and and some of the the most incredible workers you'll ever see. And it's just a matter of shifting a few things around and kind of getting everybody back on the same page. And, and I know it's kind of, it sounds like I'm giving you the, the PC answer, but it, it's not for lack of wanting on any part. It's just, I, I think in a weird way, the company's gotten so big and we create so much content. It's easy for what you would think would be major issues to be lost as details. And it, it's, it, it can't really fully be explained until you've seen this place from within. But the goal is still the same. Nobody's ever, nobody ever gets complacent. Nobody ever goes, oh, you know, we're not going to try anymore. Or, oh, this doesn't really matter. It's never been the case. Uh, but I think now that the, there's sort of a microscope on us with, with all the changes in the business as a whole, that it's, it's kind of reinvigorated uh, everybody. And that they're, everybody's being a lot more receptive to different ideas and suggestions. And, again, it's not going to change overnight. But I think – you know, I, I, I've been around this business for more than half my life, and it, there's definitely a buzz. I can't put my finger on it. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but there's, there's the atmosphere is different right now. And, and I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that it's for the positive, for the good of, of not only the company, but for the business as a whole and the fans everywhere. It is funny when you think about it because you're like, okay, you know, AEW comes along and they're kind of dominating, and all of a sudden they announce Heyman and Bischoff, and all of a sudden AEW's put on the back burner, and WWE is, you know, lifted again, and and they're, you know, they're getting kind of winning the week, so to speak, and they're the excitement. So I think that's pretty cool. But you mentioned that you're not clued in on anything. So as as an announcer and as a color commentator, they don't give you any information. You literally are almost watching it. I'm obviously you prepare and stuff, but you're just almost watching it, taking it in, and reacting to it. Uh, yeah, and a lot of that is as is, is much my preference as it is 
uh, it's not really an ordinance. It's nothing that, that they told me. I can't, I can't know things. Um, I feel like it's more enjoyable for me and, and my ability to convey the emotion is better when I can be surprised or be unsure or not know what a finish is. Um, I know some, some people like to know every, every punch that's going to be thrown, every aspect of every match. I don't like that. It's just my personal preference because I somehow, after all these years, managed to still be a fan to an extent. Um, and I feel like that's part of it's definitely lended itself to, to me being successful as a commentator. It's kind of obviously I look at it with my own slant and my heavy dripping sarcasm, but um, I, I don't like to know. I love I, nothing. There's nothing more exciting to me to this day after even being with WWE for however long I've been here than being surprised. And I think all of us ultimately are fans. As, as jaded or pissed off as people can get, we, we still put up with everything, good, bad, and indifferent, because we're fans and we want the good stuff. And, and in the event that something happens and something's shocking, there's still no better visceral feeling than going, holy shit, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, yep. I genuinely I love that. That's, and I think everybody feels that way, even the talent sometimes. When you walk in the locker room after a show, after something crazy happens, and everyone's going, "What? You know? I didn't know. I didn't hear that. I heard anything about that." And you know, the, the rumor mill starts turning. But it, it, it's fun. It, it's one of those things. Like we, you, you know how the how the, the the movie is made, but when they can still get you and, sh- and and surprise you, it still reminds you why you like to go to the movies. Absolutely, well said. That's uh, for sure. And I feel like you, as a commentator, obviously you had. Uh, years of experience. You mentioned Sterling James Keenan. You wrestled about 14, 15 years all over the world, all over the globe, but you made such a smooth and almost easy transition from wrestler to announcer. Obviously injuries played a role in the concussions and things like that, but did you think it was going to come as naturally and as easy as it did? Absolutely not, man. I was as surprised as anybody by how I took to it. Um, and I, I've told the story a million times over. It was a, it was a chance conversation I had with Michael Cole after WrestleMania 30 because um, it was the night before WrestleMania 30 at Access when I, I had my last concussion. And Cole and I were sitting in a bar in New Orleans just BSing. And I had no inkling that I was going to be shut down. I mean, that was the furthest thought from my mind. I was kind of going, all right, well, I'll take a week off and I'll be back in the rings and back at it. And I had mentioned to Cole that I had done a little bit of radio in Pittsburgh. Um, and it was that was even a chance thing. I had a, a close friend of mine who was a sportscaster who invited me on, and I ended up getting a part-time gig with a, a sports radio station in Pittsburgh. I had never gone into any broadcasting training, or, or that was never even really anything I entertained. And once I got shut down, and, and I was kind of, you know, just trying to stay afloat, trying to figure out what I was going to do, if anything, it was cold that went to bat for me and said, hey, why don't you give this a shot? And I, I took to it, and I guess, it's, I, guess I could credit it to growing up watching this you know what i mean I mean, I, since i was three years old the only thing i ever remember being passionate about was pro wrestling so i guess i, I in a way i probably did my imitation of, of some of my favorites that were you know subconsciously ingrained in me and um i like to think i'm a reasonably intelligent human being so i just kind of figure it out on the fly but no if you'd have told me mm. three years ago that i'd be calling raw and smackdown and all 73 hours of wrestlemania uh, I would, I would look at you like you were crazy, but you know it, it it worked itself out, and and I love I love going to work every Monday and Tuesday, um, and, and it's it's a challenge and it's it, it's fun. I get to be a fan again because I do. I ultimately at the end of the day, I look at my job as I, I'm the critical fan in the booth. You know what I mean? I, that's that's how I view myself. I'm I'm the the. the and, and sometimes I like to be the, the polar opposite because I know what, you know what the internet says and what the, the most hardcore fans are very angry about. And sometimes I go, oh, they're mad about that. I'm going to turn this up to 13, and I'm just going to harp on it, and I'm going to just make sure that they know how great this thing that they hate is. And I do it by design. Sometimes just to entertain myself. <laughs> that is great. And it, always, it is. always a villain at heart, I guess. Yes, <laughs> and. and- and you said, you know, you're always a fan, and you kind of, 
obviously remind a lot of people. You ever hear like the comparisons you read online that people say, oh, he's, you know, this generation's Jesse Ventura or he's this generation's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Do you ever, t- you know, take that into consideration and, and being the big fan you were and really kind of appreciate that and look at that and say, wow, maybe I am this generation? Weirdly enough, Ventura. I don't know how, but I think my Twitter is set to filter out any good comments. <laughs> I generally only read that I should be fired and killed and burned at the stake because I'm, you know, the worst thing that ever happened. But yeah, every <laughs> once in a while I get to do these meet and greets and people actually seem interested in, in talking to me. And, and yeah, I get those comparisons and, and they're flattering. But to me, that just seems like almost surreal because I, I looked at anybody from that era, not only commentary, but I mean, all, all this, the talent and the superstars, it's, it, it, it's still like, I can't separate myself from being that kid. Like, it's weird to me when I get to call an Undertaker match or, you know, Hulk Hogan being in the ring. It's just like, what, what is my life? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hmm. I, I'm, I'm some punk kid from Pittsburgh who was a wrestling fan because my dad was a wrestling fan. And here I am. And, I, and to hear the comparisons, they are so flattering. But I also try to never get comfortable or never... I don't want to say believe those things, but I, I never really give them any credence because I feel like the minute you get comfortable or you believe your own hype, you become complacent and you never have any reason to improve or you never want to get better. And I, I those those compliments are awesome and I, I appreciate them and I'm never gonna you know be upset if I hear them, but I, I always kind of try to brush them off and go yeah like, that's cool but that's not real I, I can't believe that you know. Hey, let's pause one second to tell you all about the benefits of using Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bedroom with a little help from the Triple Threat Podcast and the two-man power trip. So listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as any other pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, if you know anything about our show, we've always got to be ready. But with Blue Chew, if you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, then Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. So right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code FRANCHISE and just pay $5 shipping again. Use the promo code FRANCHISE and pay just $5 shipping. Again, it's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code FRANCHISE and try it for free, courtesy of your friends over at the two-man power trip of wrestling and the Triple Threat Podcast. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. I just love that not Michael Cole or not Tom Phillips or whoever isn't on Raw and SmackDown. You're the one that's on Raw and SmackDown. So it's almost like you're the voice of WWE and you're the voice of this generation. So maybe those comments kind of, you know, are obviously you're playing the heel commentary a little bit different, but those compliments are pretty cool. And that's got to be good knowing, I don't whether it's Triple H or Vince McMahon himself, got to be good knowing that you're on Raw and SmackDown every week and that nobody else really is, if, if that makes well, sense. I mean, you know to be I mean. fair, I was only supposed to be on SmackDown for three months. And <laughs> so, I was I was supposed to be a a, a a gap filler until they could find someone after JBL left, and uh, yeah, here we are two years later, and I'm still doing <laughs> doing everything. Uh, but I'm not complaining, man. I'm I'm at my happiest when I'm busy. I I go stir crazy. Uh, I was just talking. I was actually talking to the guy at the front desk when I was checking into the hotel, and he was like, "Man, do you ever get a break? I I see you all the time." And we were down, I was down here, you know, for work reasons today in Orlando and uh, I, I flew out from Boston after SmackDown this morning. And I, I said, you know, I, I, in theory, I would love a vacation, but realistically knowing me and how I'm wired, I'd probably self-destruct. I just don't do well with, with downtime. Uh, and especially at this rate with, I love being so in tune with raw and SmackDown all the time where I, I almost don't have to think it's reactionary because I'm so ingrained in it. And, and my thought process is almost flawless in that I know what happened the week before and I know what happened last night. So I can, especially with, let's be honest, as confusing and chaotic as it's been with the 
wild card rule and, and the brand split. I don't know what the status of that is, but everyone's on every show now. And it, it's, it's, it can be really hard to follow. Uh, I'll even mm-hmm. do that. But it's, it's good for me because I, I'm in that circumstance all the time. So it's, it's pretty easy for me to just kind of go, oh, okay, I can sort of at least BS my way through why this is happening. Um, but you know, again, I, I try not to take too much credit. And I, it's funny to me, I, I read social media and it's, I think social media as a whole, whether it be wrestling or whatever walk of life you're into, I think it's just kind of like become a, a fountain of negativity, but I, I don't read too deeply into it. And I feel like anybody who is passionate enough to be angry would understand that everybody's doing their best, man. I, I mean, Seth Rollins caught a lot of crap a few weeks ago because he mm-hmm. stood up on behalf of everybody. And that's our champion. That's our guy. You know what I mean? And it, Everybody in the company, I guarantee you, was going, hell yeah, man. That's our guy standing up for all of us. Agreed. Is it perfect? No. Does it need work? Absolutely. But it doesn't mean everybody's not giving it 150% and, and, you know, sleepless nights and countless hours on the road. We're trying, man. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? It's it's imperfect. There's a lot of different factors in play, more so than just people going, oh, well, Vince doesn't know. Trust me, there's a lot bigger things in play than just, just, you know, what, the, what goes on in the creative meeting. I mean, people don't seem to realize what it, it's, a, it's a corporation. I mean, there's sponsors, there's networks, there's all sorts of crazy different aspects. It, it's not your job as a wrestling fan to even concern yourself with, I understand. But it's just one of those things like, hang tight, you know, or we'll write the ship. Do you ever think, though, Seth Rollins, yes, he is a champion, and it is good for him to kind of get out in front of him and say stuff like that, but do you ever kind of cringe or think, like, oh, maybe he shouldn't respond back to a guy from another federation, like a Will Ospreay, who, you know, is a great wrestler in his own right, but maybe Seth should kind of not be above it, but almost, like, stay away from those guys? You know what? We have, we've, we've all had, I'm pretty sure they still do, when you get hired to NXT. You go through a class with social media and media training and all that. At the end of the day, from Seth Rollins to, to everybody on the roster, myself included, to producers, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when you get done with a show and you feel good about something you did and you log onto your Twitter just to read like, oh, hey, I wonder if people like this thing. And it's just hours and hours and hours of this sucks. The company sucks. You should all be fired. Everything, should, you know what I mean? It, you're a human being at the end of the day. You know what I mean? As much as mm-hmm. we probably all got a lot thicker skin than, than your average everyday human being if you're if you're if you work you know in a bank and people are sending you hundreds of awful tweets about how you screwed up their transaction and you you know they want you to be fired probably rock you a little bit more than, than we do but but Seth doing it it was it was morale man he's a locker room leader the, the same as as you know in generations past it somebody's always always wants to to wave the flag on behalf of the boys and the town ta- and i mean that i also include the girls but, but just <laughs> and everybody and, and and it's more it's even bigger than that because you, you don't realize because they're not on tv the incredible crew that we have that travels with just as much as we do just as frequently as we do and they're at the building before the talent arrives and they're there breaking down afterwards and they care as much as we do you know what i mean they, they happen not to be on on screen but that was that was simply in my opinion seth's way of going hey you know what screw you i know i get you guys are upset it doesn't mean it, it he was just he was standing up for everybody man and and i respect the shit out of that i think everybody does and i i think we need more people like that that are willing to wave the flag and just go you know what yeah cool is it perfect no we're, we're going to do our best and we still do our best night after night in spite of some circumstances and problems that are, are obvious now, where do you see kind of WWE going from here? Like, you know, the ratings were kind of down for a little bit, but they seem to be going back up with some of the new announcements. Do you see it just keep going up and up and up and them kind of just, you know, adding more fuel to the fire and, you know, not only, like you said, cleaning up some of the details and things like that, but, you know, elevating some guys and, and doing things. Like, where do you see WWE? You see the ratings kind of headed upward trend? Hey, man, this, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, maybe a weird analogy. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Even Disney, every once in a while, turns out a movie that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yep. It doesn't sink Disney. People don't stop loving Mickey Mouse. They go, oh, man, that movie sucks, and we're not going to go see it again. All right. And then Disney goes, oh, that movie sucked. Maybe we should make, a next one, make the next one a little bit better. 
And, and you know, it is what it is. WWE is not going anywhere. I, I'm excited for the state of the business. I like the business it is heating up. And, and it, you know, I, I don't want to call it competition yet, but it's something healthy and respectable. And I say the word yet, that being the operative word, and I'm hoping the best for everybody. And I think the best thing that can happen for everyone is competition because when everybody's got to be on their toes all the time, nobody gets complacent. Everybody's at their best all the time. And the only people that really win are the fans, man. I lived through the, the Monday Night Wars, and I could tell you, I, the, the entire time they were going on, I probably never was not at my house on a Monday night from you know 8 p.m. to 11 my entire you know, high school career and beyond. So, Oh, yeah, same here. We were uh, engrossed in it, so we absolutely loved it. But as we head towards the finish line here, i got to ask you, because uh, obviously you know we've known you for a long time, Sterling James Cannon, you know, we saw a little bit of you in F- F- uh, FCW and a little bit in NXT. Do you have some favorite matches of your career? You know, not just announcing-wise. I'm talking about your wrestling career. Oh, it's, it's so funny, man. That all seems like a million years ago, and sometimes I look back and I go, oh, yeah, hey, I forgot I did that. Uh, it's funny. I saw something on Twitter the other day. Somebody tweeted me. It was 13 years ago to the day, and I believe it was, I think it was Monday of last week. Whenever uh, Drake Maverick won the 24/7 championship, I had beaten him in a street fight somewhere in England, and there were photos. And I was like, "Holy cow! 13 years ago, I feel ancient." Um, so there was a, a whole run I did. Everything I did over in the UK was always a blast. I got to work with some guys. I had a match with Two Cold Scorpio over there. Oh, nice. Which was, like, really weird, and, and I watched it back not too long. I hate watching my own stuff, but I watched it a few months ago, and I was, somebody sent it to me, and I was like, oh, wow, that was actually kind of fun. Um, the run with NXT, I, I was loving the stuff with Sami Zayn. That was really kind of like the last thing I was doing before I got shut down. Uh, Sami was incredible. He was so much fun to work with. And Neville, um, you know, as a, as a tag team partner and as an opponent, he, he was always the best to work with. And it's funny to me because I, I, I get it all the time. I keep referencing Twitter, but um, it, that's kind of how I remember a lot of these things. People will go, on this date six years ago, uh, Corey Graves versus Seth Rollins, and like I got attacked by the Shield. And I literally just didn't remember that happening. <laughs> I, I, I'm going, wait a minute, this is like the biggest faction in the last decade in our business. And I did a, a, an angle with them, had no recollection of it. Um, and I even sent it to, to Seth, and he was like, holy cow, he goes, I forgot that even happened. It's just crazy, because this business just is constant motion, and you're always, you don't even get to enjoy what you're doing at the next moment, because you're, you're constantly looking forward to the, to the next thing that's happening. Um, so uh, those, those were definitely some of my favorites, and, and I'm sure, I mean, that, that, this would be that, another conversation for another day. I'd have to sit and think and go, oh, my God, yeah, Scott, I did that, I did that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've done some, some pretty wild stuff, and it's just, one of these days I'll be able to sit back and appreciate it. <laughs> but right now I'm just focused, focused on the task at hand, trying to keep everything straight, trying to figure out who, who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely, you know, you're a busy, busy guy. But, you know, you've mentioned it a couple times in this interview and it really sticks out. Your generation of guys that you came up with, you guys are all in the big time now. And you guys, you, you, you went through the battles, you traveled the roads, you did some shows in far-off places that we'll never know. You made little money that, you know, you guys knew what you had to do to get into the business. But now, your generation of guys is the current generation. Is that cool to see it, everybody it, you know? It, it's absolutely awesome, and it, it's really, really wild and kind of surreal when you step back and think about it. Like I said, Cla- I, I, I did it on TV, but I still call him Claudio because that's how long I've known Cesaro. <laughs> um, and he still calls me Sterling to this day. And it's funny, that's kind of, you can always tell when I met people in my life by what they refer to me as today. About 90% of the people I work with call me Graves, and the other 10% call me Sterling. And, and I mean, including Samoa Joe. I mean, I remember meeting Seth Rollins, I think, in, in Cleveland somewhere on an indie. I think it was like AIW. Uh, years and years ago when he was Tyler Black and, and just so many uh, of these guys and that were, were the business, even the producers now. I mean, Adam Pierce and, and guys we all ran into on the indies. Uh, I, I was I was actually in Ring of Honor the night I worked Ring of Honor the night that uh, Jamie Noble won the Ring of Honor title. Like just weird little things. And now he's he's one of our best producers. It's, it's really kind of a testament to the, the generation and the work ethic and kind of Everybody went around the world to get across the street, but it's cool that everybody arrived at the same destination. 
Yeah, remember it very well when Jamie Noble hit Ring of Honor. That was a uh, that was a big deal when uh, when, huge, when he it hit was... the scene. James Gibson, if anybody hasn't seen a Jamie Noble <laughs> Ring of Honor match. Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy. But um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm happy, you know. And again, I, I understand the fans' frustration, and I would never tell them not to. And I think that voicing your frustration is part of the reason and part of the motiv- motivation for everything to get better. So I'm um, don't stop. If you hate something, let people know. But understand why you're complaining that we're we're trying. You know what I mean? I guess that's my 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 end message in that is it's not it's not complacency on our part. It's not that we don't all want it to be awesome every week because we all do. We all want everything to be the best as possible because the majority of us sacrificed our lives to get here to this point, and we just want to you know live the best dream possible and, and inspire another generation of people to to love this so much that they sacrifice their lives to keep this going. Yeah, absolutely. And, Cord, before we end it and get back to the plugs for Fatal and the Stay Down Collection, what we like to ask when we close the interviews are when you look down the road in about five years, you rub the crystal ball, you look in the Magic 8-Ball, whatever you want to do, however you can channel it, what do you think you're going to be doing? You think you're still going to be commentating on the sidelines for Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views? Do you think you'll be expanding more with the clothing line? Do you think you'll be looking at outside the wrestling world? Where is Corey Graves going to be in five years? I can't tell you where Corey Graves is going to be in five minutes, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so five years is next to impossible. I just want to continue to grow, man. I, I had a conversation with, with some people internally recently, and I said, you know what, best case scenario, I want to be to WWE what Joe Rogan is to UFC. Um, I, I, they, they, you know, through this weird, unfortunate circumstance, me getting shut down, sort of opened a lot of doors to, to a talent I essentially never knew I had. And I'm enjoying it, and I love the, the freedom that it allows me and the different people and experiences I get to get that are even different from a lot of the wrestlers because I just I get to see everything from a different perspective, and I enjoy it, and I'm enjoying growing and, and new challenges and trying new things, um, whether it be, you know, some TV roles or, or, or uh, you know, if it, someday I'll probably be a GM on Raw or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's in the way this place is, man, you, if you try to predict anything beyond what's happening two weeks from now, you just make yourself crazy. So I just want to enjoy the ride, and wherever it takes me, it takes me. And I'm just, you know, trying to dig in, and hopefully 15 years from now, people will go, man, I really I sent Corey Graves a bunch of mean tweets, but he was actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, before we give you the floor to plug uh, the Fatal uh, clothing line and uh, you know, also where you are on social media, I just want to let you know we've now closed out the uh, the Graves family we had on your brother, Sam Adonis, uh, about two years ago. So it closes oh, wow. out the family for us. There you go, man. I'm going to have to, you have to it's hopefully about eight years to get my son ready. <laughs> yeah. except, for the fact I'm not, except for the fact I'm not going to let him anywhere near the wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already uh, Ray Mysterio's already promised us Dominic, so we'll uh, you know we'll get you, uh, you in the mix as well. So Corey, please, yeah, share with the fans again where they can find the clothing line, the Fatal Collection, uh, the, the Stay Down Collection. Excuse me, as well as anything going on in the world of Corey Grace, if there is anything at this point, right? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think you guys <laughs> probably know better than me where where I'm at, what I'm getting into. Uh, fatalclothing.com um, right on their main page there should be a link to the stay down collection I think there's a picture of me on there somewhere um, and keep an eye out in hot topic hopefully the second to third week in August the hot topic near you the newest line of stay down clothing should be available and I think it'll be on their website as well um, and since I don't actually have all of the direct details right now all my social media Twitter Instagram is at WWE Graves uh, follow it there and you will surely find out because I am a ruthless self-promoter when it comes to my stay down line. So um, <laughs> even though you might not care when it comes out, you will know because I am brutal. You know, Corey, I think you got to express yourself a little bit more on social media. Just that's a piece of advice. Right? Hey, <laughs> you know, when you get stuck sitting on an airplane for six hours and you just kind of sometimes enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Corey, look, we really appreciate it. And uh, obviously the door is always open. We'd love to have you back down the road and appreciate uh, you and all the best of luck with the Stay Down Collection. All right, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for your time. I'll uh, talk to you down the road. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading. Frustration of Bobby Lashley's is making scary. Oh, oh, oh. 
shit! 